नमस्कार दिस इज सौरभ जैन एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू माय डिजिटल टॉक शो ऑन अस शो टुडे वी हैव राजीव डिंगरा फ्रॉम वर्कनसल्स ऑफ द टॉप डिजिटल मार्केटिंग एजेंसीज ऑफ इंडिया वर्कनसल्स वाज एक्वायर्ड बाय डेंसु फॉर अबाउट 180 टू 200 करोड़ एंड दिस बिकेम द टॉक ऑफ द कंट्री ऑन माय डिजिटल टॉक शो टुडे वी कैन गेट सम ग्रेट इनसाइट्स ऑन हाउ टू ग्रो अ सक्सेसफुल डिजिटल मार्केटिंग एजेंसी and uh, with us we have rajiv dingra welcome to my show rajiv so are you game for the talk show thanks thanks sir okay are you game for the digital talk show yes i am okay let's get started so my first question to you is how did you start what consult and what was the spark and what was your biggest motivation to start an agency uh, honestly uh, so actually the story goes all the way back to 2005 uh i did not my first company was not what consult i actually started a job site for freshers uh uh you know way back in 2005 when i was right out of college and uh, i always wanted to be an entrepreneur i did not want to do a job i always wanted to start a company that company did not do that well and i actually ended up you know realizing that i needed to learn a lot of digital marketing to run a digital business and that was a self realization so that's where i started a blog called what blog where i sort of brought together a lot of people from across different streams uh, to blog along with me so that i could learn as well as i could read and collaborate and blog uh, 6 months into the blog actually it transformed itself into becoming a leading voice in the internet and digital industry in india and this is way back in 2006 2007 and uh, that's when i realized that a lot of people were approaching me for uh, social media consulting services uh, in early jan 2007 and that was the uh, reason to set up what consult it actually took off on its own uh, more than me having a spark or anything i saw a opportunity in that space at a very early stage yes but i mean it kept us so busy in the early days in itself that we had no time to think whether we are going in the right direction is this working is this not working it just took off i think the blog was the base for you to get started yes that's true okay so at what consult what kind of departments you hold how big is your team uh, at this point of time what's your revenue model like and the number of clients you handle at this point of time as an agency so what consult is a you know so the number of people fluctuate between 380 to 400 people so that's the total size these are people on our role so that's the total size of the agency we have offices across delhi bangalore and bombay bombay being headquarters and uh, we uh, are uh, you know having several uh, specialities because we are a full service digital agency so uh, you know to to start with uh, obviously we do social media management and social media consulting which is what we started off as in 2007 but now a large part of our business is also digital media planning and buying uh, we have a complete video production unit which is about 25 to 30 member team we have a full fledged orm uh, uh, team which is a 40 member team uh we obviously do a lot of creative work so we have a huge set of graphic designers a team of tech developers about about a 30 member tech development team and that's what comprises about of these 300 and odd 370 380 odd number of people uh, in terms of clients on retainer basis we work with 100 plus brands uh currently across india and a lot of them are you know global brands like madam tuso uh starbucks you know uh, and so on and so forth so there there's a lot of them that we currently work with panasonic is another one uh, we also have a lot of indian conglomerates like godrej 
you know that we work with uh, in India. So from a client's perspective, it is a large roster of clients uh, ranging from pharma to FMCG to BFSI. We are now very big in BFSI as well. Uh, and, and that's like the, you know, the breadth of clients that we have. Super. So how would you define your agency journey like? So, you know, initially when we start, we work with a lot of small clients and then we, uh, we at some point of time, we take a decision that we want to shift to bigger companies. So I'm sure um, so, you have come across that state. So what kind yeah, of... We had a very unique journey because we started so early in the space for social media. We always started with large clients. So even in early 2007, uh, we were working with guys like uh, Nokia, HSBC, Fritolays, right? They were small projects uh, or, you know, like a Bharat Matrimony or a Relive.com at that time. Uh, and then in 2009, when we start, you know, sort of after the Lehman Brothers crash, which sort of, you know, created a bit of issue for us, but then we sort of, you know, regrouped and restarted again in 2009. We all also had clients in the media business, like, you know, the Neo Cricket of that time and, you know, Warner Brothers and even Godrej Appliances has uh, been a client of ours since 2010. So that's about eight, nine years. So these are all large clients. And because we were so early in the space, uh, we were talking to clients because large clients were starting off their social media journeys between 2007 to 2011. Mm -hmm. And that helped us, you know, base our early clientele with large clients. And then we grew into expanding that clientele as further, you know, the, the, you know, by 2011, 12, 13, even the ones who were not going to social media came on to social media. While by 2013, 14, we had already pivoted to becoming a full service digital agency. So the same set of clients who were working with us on social media now wanted to do full service digital. The digital advertising growth was happening parallelly. So I think it was a case of being at the right place at the right time. And our timing along with the industry growth couldn't have been better. Right. So how do you win businesses today? What are some of the key things that an agency owner uh, needs to consider while winning clients. So if you would like to share some thoughts there. So I think uh, stick to what you know and uh, uh, don't try and offer too much. At the same time, don't try and, I mean, it depends on niche to niche, but try and make sure you are fulfilling a need for the client, right? So I think uh, we are very strong in uh, creative excellence services along with uh, providing a robust media planning strategy. So when we go to our clients, we go to them saying that, you know, you want one digital agency that's going to be able to deliver end to end solution, right? And that's our value. Also, not just end to end solution, but you want an agency that is uh, experienced as well as young and agile, which is what what consult is while we have 12 years of experience, our teams are all, you know, uh, just under 30 or just a little over 30 now. Right. So they are still very young teams with six, seven years of experience behind them that allows them to have wisdom as well as enthusiasm at the same time, which is a rare mix in the digital space. Mm. You know, you either have agencies that have uh, enthusiasm or you have agencies that have wisdom. Uh, you want both as a client and that's what we offer. And that's what we go to clients with our pitch. So let's talk about the most interesting bit. How did Densu acquire you guys? And what were the parameters like uh, for agencies that want to get acquired? What well, I think the parameters for any acquisition, because acquisition is a financial 
transaction right. are financial in nature right uh, uh, you have to be a profitable company uh, you have to be a, a steel company uh, you can't have profit one year and loss one year right uh, and uh, besides for that you also need to uh, have a good solid team right no large agency network is going to acquire a agency that is run by one person right i mean if you all of your uh, team members are all uh, freshers and you are the only guy with five or six years experience it's unlikely a large network is going to acquire such an agency they want to acquire talent which has some experience uh, behind them as well even if it is uh, just in your company it could be you know you could be a agency which has 40 people but those 40 people have been working for the last 8 years together right so that is experience right even though those 40 people started off all their careers with this agency as well right so, so that so that experience still matters you say yes yes experience means in digital anything about 5 6 years of experience is good experience right working uh, but uh, i think so it's basically great financials and a, a solid team Uh, these are the two things that uh, possible acquirers look at any acquisition it's not just uh, agency business agency business more so right also diversity of clients so if you have one really large client which gives you 70% of business while that's great that's also very scary right for possible acquirers so they wouldn't want any particular client to contribute more than 25 to 30% of your business okay uh, so that definitely is one thing to keep in mind for agencies that want to be acquired right uh, also great work i mean uh, if your work speaks for itself i don't think there's any bigger uh, endorsement than that right but having said that you may have great work but your financials might be in a mess that doesn't work for acquisition okay some interesting insights and learnings there uh, what were some of the biggest challenges of running a digital marketing agency and how did you overcome it uh i think over the years the challenges have changed uh, in the initial days it was about convincing clients to believe in the power of social media uh, i you can imagine in 2007 to 2011 it was very difficult i think post that it was growth challenges as to how do we uh, scale up because you are at a 60 70 member team and you are thinking you know how do i now take the leap what services do i add do we become full service agency or not so around 2012 those were the challenges i think uh, 2016 17 we have uh, uh, it's not a challenge but we've been excited by uh, you know creating work that gets recognized at a, at a global level right. so you know in 2018 we have actually seen fruits of that where we won awards across uh global platforms like london international awards got nominated in the can lion award uh so i think that's not a challenge yes it's a challenge as well as it's a it's a, a ambition i would say more importantly for what consult to how do we create work that gets recognized globally superb yeah congratulations on winning those awards thanks yeah what's the one fix or department that changed what consults life you know in your journey you have fixed video or animation something that you believe you know has really been the game changer in your journey so i think we were right place right time we started with social media as a specialization and if you see social media is not a fad it only has scaled up to become a large part of digital media 
ইন্ডাস্ট্রি <laughs> Right. So I think that definitely is is right place right time and uh, luck being on our side that we chose to focus on uh, a, a digital marketing aspect that was scaling along with that we were able to expand our services so that we could compete with the biggest agencies out there so right. all the mainline agencies that are now going digital or that had gone digital in the recent past we knew that was going to happen and we wanted to expand to provide full service digital so that when a client thinks about digital media it thinks about what consult as the top 3 agencies it's going to consider even though there is a mainline agency that says that oh i have i'm doing your tv media give me your digital media as well or i'm doing your tv creative give me your digital creative and media as well so i think those are the uh, that's the reason why we went full service super yeah uh how important it is to develop the right talent and what does your company do for the same because i do see a lot of people start agencies but then they do not really focus on developing the talent so what is that what is the culture like in what consult so i think so this is a personal belief and i think it's transcended into the the belief of what consult as well uh, is that uh, attitude eats aptitude for lunch uh, i think partly because i started off very young and i couldn't hire very experienced talent uh, so what do you look into in a fresher right what do you look uh, and i by virtue of hiring young people and people with lesser experience over the years over the last you know 12 years and especially in the first 5 6 years of our journey i realized that attitude is everything you know aptitude can be built people can learn on the job people can learn the skill they can work hard and improve their knowledge but they can't improve their attitude at least not until they have had a life changing moment or a or a realization that their attitude is wrong you can't teach someone great attitude right you can guide them but you can't teach that to them you can teach google analytics to people right so or google adwords or whatever right so i think one of the key things that has been an important you know focus when and this is right from the beginning when we hired people is we hired people with a great attitude and let me define attitude a bit here i think it's about getting things done not dragging your feet uh, being a uh, having an ambition to self improve to self learn to uh, you know be somebody right all of those are great attitude to work in a team to uh, you know uh, look after the team success and not just individual success all this helps in building a great company and super these yeah. are very important super some amazing tips up there yeah. um, what are those five tips that you would like to give uh, to any agency owner agency owner who is trying to scale it up and make it really big so what do they really need to do there because most of them right now is in the journey but they stuck from here to where because many of them started in 2009 2010 or 2008 for that matter but they don't know from here where should they head towards so some of them are shutting down 
Yeah. It's very important for any entrepreneur, and I'm not just saying agency owner in this case, uh, to have a very clear vision. If you are not sure where you are headed, your people are going to uh, know that sooner or later. And in fact, they will know it very, 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 very quickly. Uh, so please make sure you have a clear vision of what your agency is going to be. Not every agency needs to be 350 people, 400 people. I mean, I know of boutique agencies in the world who do fabulous work out of Eastern Europe, Western Europe, or even in India, there are some boutique agencies which do fabulous work, uh, which are not very large, but, uh, their work gets awarded at global festivals, you know, or they do work for clients that gives them you know, a great amount of revenue and profitability as well. So I think scaling up should be done by agencies that have the business model to scale up, you know, where more people are required, right? You shouldn't just hire for the sake of it to show great numbers. You should see your bottom line and run a great business first and then see if, if once you're running a great business, can that great business be scaled up to still remain great and yet be at a larger scale? Right, because we are in uh, in a services business. Uh, at the end of the day, if we are not uh, cash flow positive and profitable, then we are doing something wrong. We are not in a products business, right? So uh, that would be my uh, uh, you know uh, suggestion to people who are running an agency. Firstly, understand what your strength is. Can you scale on that strength? Can you become the best at that? Right? Then you own a niche. Once you own a niche, then can you expand? Because once you own a niche, you can expand, right? You can uh, become better at other things. I mean, look at even large companies. Why are we even talking about smaller companies? I mean, larger companies, they do one thing very well and then they diversify. Right. You know, they start with, you know, I mean, Mahindra and Mahindra would have started with, you know, tractors or tires or whatever. I don't know the history, but I'm just giving you an example. If you go back into the history of companies, they are great at one thing. They scale that up massively and then diversify. Right. So that would also be one of the suggestions as to what is it that are you good at? Because digital is now very wide uh, for you to diversify and start a, a you know a full service digital agency. Uh, clients are more more likely to believe a what consult as a full service digital agency which has three hundred and seventy five people than a XYZ digital agency that just has forty people. You know right. you can't be full service at forty people because you know you you can't really have that kind of mix that we can bring to the table at scale for large clients, you know. So some, which are some of your top three clients at the moment? So, uh, you know, it depends on how you look at them, uh, clients based on revenue or otherwise, but, uh, you know, some of our larger clients over the years have always been, uh, uh, Panasonic. We work with the Pyramal group. We work with the bestseller group. We work with, uh, Nikon. We work with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Godrej and so on and so forth. So some, what are some of the uh, trends that you see for 2019 in the domain of digital marketing? So definitely video is the biggest trend. I think no digital campaign will be going live without a key video asset that's at the center of the campaign most of the time. Right. right? Uh, and made for digital videos is going to be the norm. Right. Earlier there used to be made for TV videos that used to be adapted to digital. So that's definitely in 2019 it's going to be the norm. Uh, second is going to be voice where it's a new trend and I see a lot of opportunity in voice. Uh, there will be marketers who will start to wonder how to leverage voice. Voice is where social media was about 10, 11 years back. Nice. So it's going to be an interesting journey for voice and its applications across marketing. 
right? Third, definitely from a media perspective is going to be programmatic and its use uh, in uh, targeted, efficient, uh, as well as, uh, you know, uh, effective media planning and buying for digital. Super. So let's move on to the last part of the uh, interview, which is a rapid fire. And this is going to be fun. So I'll start my first question here. So you wake up to realize that four of your key employees are quitting. And uh, how would you react? I would talk to them. Perfect. Uh, If choice given to choose a different stream of business. Let me explain that a bit because you asked me that question. The reason they are quitting is because you didn't speak to them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be quitting. If you constantly interact with your top people and not just interact on get me this, do that, do this, but interact with them on their views about the business, on where do you think the company is heading, on what we could do differently. If you have an informal exchange channel, your top people will never quit. That's a very interesting insight. If if choice given to choose a different stream of business, what would it be? Stream of business. Oh, I've never thought about that. That's why it's not rapid. <laughs> I'd be a filmmaker. I'd be a filmmaker. I'd love to make movies. Movies, lovely. Okay. Yeah. What's the biggest lie that you ever told to a client? Biggest lie. Oh, we have a lot of people. <laughs> In the early days, definitely. That's we right. had very few people. When we had about 10 people, I told them we have 25 and definitely I've told them that uh, that like the early days. Yes. Name those three digital marketers you admire the most. Uh, I actually, uh, uh, it's, it's funny, but I don't have a list of digital marketers. I, uh, you know, I, I like campaigns. I am not so much a follower of people. Uh, if I like some brands work, maybe I'll follow the brand. Uh, and I really don't have a name for you. So that's that's there. But I think internationally, globally, there are two people who have who, who built businesses uh, against the norm or tide of the industry uh, and have been, you know, globally successful in building advertising businesses. They're not really digital marketers in that sense. Uh, they are uh, definitely one would be Martin Sorel and how he transformed the industry from 1980 to 2010 and so on. Uh, he, you know, and the other would be David Droga and what he has been achieving with Droga Five. I think these two people are uh, are commendable in what they have done in their markets and in their journeys as entrepreneurs in the agency space. Good job, yeah. uh, So on the basis of marketing worthiness or from a marketing point of view how would you place these platforms and the platforms are facebook twitter linkedin youtube instagram and snapchat so if you have to arrange them up how would you it's very difficult to do that yeah you can't rank them i mean i'm not being diplomatic but they are very different platforms i think just in terms of reach you can definitely put facebook number one but it's what what metric or what angle you're looking at different platforms for different audiences for example can you Tell me whether it's supposed to be Star TV or Sun TV, depending upon which channel or which audience you are targeting. If it's a southern audience, then Sun TV makes sense, right? Maybe way more than Star TV. So, from that perspective, difficult to rank them. Right. So, I have seen you when I met you last time, you were a little chubby. Yeah. And then I see you now. All you're being kind, I was fat, but yeah. <laughs> so, from fat to fit, what's that one moment that inspired you? Oh, uh, I. So honestly, I, I uh, 
wasn't a moment uh, i think it's a process uh, the first step is to uh, join a gym and or any physical activity that you enjoy doing and uh, having a coach right uh, the reason a coach or a trainer is important in this is because there is a commitment of time from another person to you and that sort of forces you to take it a little bit more seriously than you relying on your willpower especially if you are the kind of person who never did any physical activity or generally you have not been a very fit and active person then don't rely on your willpower to suddenly become you know uh, uh, glorious and also powerful your willpower is going to be weak right so i think uh, it's a process first step and it's step by step take it day by day you know every single day i go to the gym which is almost every morning these days i go 6 days a week uh, every day i tell myself i don't feel like going today every single day so but i then say i have a routine you know i have like two glasses of warm water then i have some walnuts with greek yogurt so i say okay let me have two glasses of warm water and then i will decide whether i go on <laughs> after i have have that i said okay let me have that greek yogurt with three walnuts i am hungry so let me eat that if i don't feel like going after after that i won't go then i am like okay you know let's just get dressed if i don't feel like going after that i won't go finally i am supposed to have a uh, black coffee which is the uh, black i have black coffee before going to the gym i drink that black coffee and then i i am at a stage where i'm like listen i've done so much now i might as well go you know so i have a routine that sort of brings me in the mental space where i am i have to go i have no other option right and it's built over two and a half years i don't know if it works for anybody else but it does definitely does work for me if you have a certain routine that is a chain of events that leads to you finally taking that step towards a a healthy life then you might as well want to continue that routine regular hmm so as a digital marketer were you insomnia any point of time in your career no 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 i used to always get sleep i don't think sleep is something i would compromise on i'd work i was very workaholic yes i'd work 16 hours a day maybe even 18 hours a day but i always had 6 hours of sleep so 6 hours is bare minimum i prefer 8 hours but yeah i was never i could i i'm a morning person so i'd rather sleep at 11 o'clock and get up at 5:30 and 6 o'clock to work if i had to work but yeah i did have several days which were 16 hours and maybe even 18 hours fantastic now answer these questions in one word or few words considering your leadership skills or qualities as a leader your weaknesses i forgive a lot as a leader your strength is i trust and as a leader what's that one mistake that you have done that you would like to correct as a leader mistake yeah that one mistake that you've done that you would like to correct so i think and this is very incident specific but i think uh, at a time when the lehman brothers crash was happening uh, uh, you know i had to lay off a certain number of people and at that point in time i wish i would have handled that lay off a little better uh, obviously i was just 23 years old and and i wasn't good at this stuff in hindsight i have become better at it but yeah i was probably not the best leader at that point in time super that's some confession <laughs> yeah No, but I mean, I think we all go through these phases. It's all part of growing up. It's important, right? I think uh, these mistakes makes you better leader, 
and uh, yeah. that's yeah. what I did. So, as a leader, do you think it is crucial to connect and socialize uh, with industry peers, or just focus on your goals and build your empire? I think both works. Yeah, whoever likes doing either. Uh, I think uh, for certain businesses. Uh, uh socializing with industry and interacting with them is important because the industry plays a role in uh, uh guiding the industry uh to and if you are part of the industry if you are one of the businesses that's a stakeholder in the industry and if the industry is coming together to play a role in guiding the industry then having a voice in it is important uh it may not be socializing as much as it might be participate right yeah Uh, but uh, I have seen both kind of entrepreneurs, and I think they both work in their own beautiful way. Okay, so fill this line. A leader is dash, and how would you fill this? A leader is as good as his team. As good as his team. Yeah. Fantastic. So with this, we'll end up this entire interview, and I had a great time hosting you, Rajiv. So very soon, this will be on YouTube, and uh, to all my audience, stay tuned. Do not forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. and we have lot more interesting conversations like these it was pleasure hosting you rajiv thank you thank you sarabh with this note i'll end up my podcast and i hope you guys are following me on instagram already do not forget to subscribe to instagram.com/sarabhjain and dm me there maybe you get lucky with the answers on my next podcast have a good day guys goodbye